0: Out of the Broom Cupboard is a show and you're listening to it. Hi, my name is Chris Johnson and I've got another fantastic episode for you in just a sec. But first, a little thank you to the producers of this here show. They are the folks who support it on Patreon, which helps pay to keep it stored online so that it doesn't vanish into the ether and also gets them a bunch of extra perks as well as access to the Discord server where we chat nonsense all day long. They are a wonderful team. I call them the Broomies and you can join them. Patreon.com slash OOTBC. The penultimate episode of this second season produced from home, something which I need to re stress to everyone right now that yes this was produced remotely nobody was in contact with one another which is a shame because today's guest is somebody who i love giving massive hugs to and singing karaoke with which we will get into in the episode lauren layfield joined the BBC office and cbbc hq presentation team in late 2015 as part of hacker's birthday celebration of CBC's 30th anniversary bursting out of a giant present box lauren has Already won over many hearts over the years and had at that point, having been part of several shows beforehand. To this day, she is cheering people up on Capital FM every early morning. People who start up early, people who are going to work before six o'clock. Tune in to Capital and check out Lauren's show. She is a breath of fresh air. But also, as of this recording intro that I'm doing right now with my mouth and microphone, Lauren has recorded an entire series in a COVID safe environment. COVID safe way, with all those specs and whatnot, of The Dog at My Homework, the panel show formerly fronted by Mr. Ian Sterling, guest last series. Lauren has taken over, which is, again, pretty significant. A female-led panel show on CBBC. These things are rare on TV in general, but CBBC has knocked out at least two of these in the last few years, along with Top Class with Susan Kalman. A fantastic achievement, and again, it's down to the people at BBC Scotland for making some really forward thinking calls. Absolutely good stuff. She's the perfect choice for it. Cannot wait to see the new series in 2021. But you don't have to wait that long to hear from Lauren. Oh no. Lovely Lauren, aka Lozinge, aka Zinge, is here right now. Please enjoy. Pick it up in post. This whole show's post now. There's no pre for season one of this. Like if, if we were in Series One land, if we were in the before times, uh, I'd be sat in that flat with you, going, "Hey, how's it going? I Look at my dreams, you know," and oh. say words into the microphone, okay. and then we'd have got, we'd go for karaoke afterwards in Soho. Oh my God, <laughs> a dream
1: of the day, Chris, a dream of the
0: day. It might happen. I keep. I don't know if you're following Phil's Instagram. I keep seeing him. Like, uh, going out safely, mind, Safe, but, like... Yeah,
1: right. He's not going to be with... safely and mindly, is it in
0: Wigan? He's not fussed. The, the worse his lungs get, the better hacker sounds.
1: Uh, <laughs> he'll have no lungs left. He'll have fricking hooted them all off at some point.
0: <laughs> hooted them? Hooted them
1: off.
0: I'm... I'm surprised you like have a voice or any energy at this point in the day, well, really.
1: Well, no, because I've had a nap, haven't I? I went out Oh, sleepy in, sleeps. Have my sleep in. Speaking of which, oh baby, oh. snoozy doggo. Oh. Um, this Hello. Is all right, although the tree man woke me up as you saw on that video.
0: The tree man.
1: <sighs> I like for God's sake, like, the tree man like, is here. Um, they should tell you if they're coming to, like, cut down trees if, you, if you're working silly shifts and you need a nap. It's just common courtesy.
0: Do you... By the way, we've, we've started. Uh, do you have... we yeah, um, We've absolutely started. Do you... Because um, obviously, like, you're, you're... On average, you back home at about, like, sort of 10, 11, like, morning time or about lunch, noon. What, when back do you get... home here? Yeah, yeah, like, from the from the yob.
1: Go on. I'm back home here at half past six through the door.
0: You mean they don't do what they used to do at CBBC President, Mate, you stay afterwards for a bit Absolutely for an assessment.
1: Absolutely not. I, okay, so this is the routine. 10 past three, we get up. We roll into a tactic at quarter past three. We don't even brush our teeth, right? We're just straight Oh, the in, dream.
0: Yeah? I've had that.
1: We run in. We go. We set up all the studio. We get ready to roll. We're on air by four, yeah? yeah. We do the show. Four till five, five till six, two hours. Then we come up there. Bang. Get your coat. See you later. I have to come back on other occasions to have, like, meetings and stuff to check I'm actually doing my job properly, which is probably <laughs> fair. But it is, I mean, everyone says, like, how would you get up at 3 in the morning? I go, well, I do, mm. but it's so short and it's so lovely, and I come back home, I have breakfast, I get back in the bed, and then I have a little nap, which lockdown has been great for because it's actually allowed me the nap. I've not had to, like, <laughs> before lockdown, I was running up to Manchester. In the before London, times, in yeah. The before times to go to CBC Press. And that was it was it was hard work, I was just
0: like a mollusk after a while <laughs> well i'm uh, as weird as it sounds i'm 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 slightly thankful for your reduced hours with presentation at the moment. I know your bank account probably isn't as happy about it, but like you know, yeah, yeah. I am because um one thing that sort of uh, an unwritten rule of this show is I'm not getting anyone on who's in the current presentation team as live at the moment simply because you don't want um, to
1: slag it off well you, you know it's, it's
0: it's not that but it's like you can't uh, believe me we've had that issue you can't yeah. um you can't uh necessarily and when you're representing it so closely you can't be sort of as open about your own experiences for per sure. se i um, actually had
1: this same conversation with somebody just recently and i was saying when you're in it it is your world like hmm. you are so in it you can't see the wood for the trees it's just, it, they're like a, it's like a family, it's a cliche, but it is like a family.
0: Really is, you yeah. You don't have
1: any perspective on it, and it is only since I've left, which was March now, so right, right, just before lockdown, that you can like, kind of look back with a different set of eyes. It's yeah. It's really strange, and I really miss it, and then there's also bits where I go, do you know what? No, I'm happy. I'm happy now that that was my time, it's come to an end, and we're doing something different now.
0: So are you wrapped up, wrapped up? Or do you still have like a little bit of, oh, we've got another four hours with you. Can we have you one day in the future? Well, or, or is, or is circumstances no. gone? Yeah, sod it then. <laughs>
1: this is it. So when it was finishing, it was kind of coming to a natural end because as previously mentioned, I was a mollusk. Like I was so tired. To give you an idea, like I'd wake up <laughs> at three, then I'd go and do the show, as as I've just sort of talked about. Then at half past six, I'd jump on the train The train would take me to Manchester, which would take two to three hours. Mm -hmm. I'd arrive, I'd go and have a shower and brush the teeth that I hadn't brushed before. And then you'd go and do your morning of pre-records. Yeah. On press. By which time, that's like three scripts, two voiceovers. this a little extra bit of online content. You're ready for lunch. Right, you have lunch, which I would always get, sausage and mash. At that point... (laughs) She is ready for a nap. Do you know what I'm saying? It is <laughs> one o'clock, and she is ready for a nap. She's had the sausage. She's had the mashed potatoes. Get that girl a nap. But oh no, because it's time to go live in the afternoons. There's no mm. time for that nap. So it was, it was, it was hard going. And I was sort of like, do you know what? You can't maintain this. You're well, gonna have uh, to just.
0: You got to make a call, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. in that because like the. You know the the the, and uh, never never be never be brainwashed by bosses into believing this is a philosophy. But there is a level of of um, privilege of like, oh my god, I can't believe I get to do these two jobs. Oh my god, like that's very cool. Double paycheck, Um, mate. Yeah, but at the same time, as you're going out of news round, you're basically in human time of like, I should be getting my last like, cup of tea or a glass of wine, wrapping up, watching yeah. some telly, going to bed. I mean, yeah. this answers Connor Gilmore's question. Connor Gilmore asked, how busy was your average day whilst working at HQ Hideous, and Capital <laughs> <laughs> at the same time? Um because I mean that it's that is a Herculean effort, and I know some people might go try working down a mine. It's like yeah, right. sure, different skill sets, different applications of effort. Also, commuting because yeah. at this at this point, uh, at sort of like two years ago, like at the height of juggling the two, yeah, you were crashing in London. Was it at friends at first? Oh
1: yeah, it was a bit mad. Yeah, because I was still living in Manchester. But they've given me the opportunity to go and do some demos and things for Capital. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when you've been sort of at CBC for five years, you do start to think like, oh, what am I going to do next? Like, am we going to be all right? I'm going to be able to pay my rent? <laughs> and so when Capital kind of came, I was like, well, it's an obvious we go and give this a go. Mm-hmm. I just seem to get, I always seem to just get a little bit lucky. And then it's always like buses and two buses come along at once. And that's basically what happened. So, yeah, I was sort of, like, up and down to London at the time, staying sort of in, like, the scrubbiest hotels just because they're so expensive <laughs> um, and just trying to make it go of the kind of radio thing as well as then coming back and doing the press thing at the same time. So, I mean, it's just part and parcel. Like, there's rarely going to be an instance where one job comes to an end and another job comes along. There's always kind of this, like, mad overlap sort of bit. But basically you go, Well, what do you want to do? Do you wanna leave Prez? And you go, No, I don't I'm not ready to leave CBC as yet, but also I need to get this other job. So you just juggle the both for a little while, for as long as is humanely possible, and try not to wither.
0: <laughs> while you were with um, HQ during sort of the start of Capital, did you did you find that the flexible schedule helped at Prez? And by that I mean at that point, the double act structure had stopped and it was no longer yeah. these people at this time, these people at this time. Like It yeah. meant that you could kind of, could you negotiate the days a bit more?
1: Well, I remember when I first started, which was when you were there, Chris, it was like... It yeah, was it was exactly fa- nearly that. five
0: years, over five years to the day, actually, How that you burst you out of a box on live oh, television. God,
1: that. <laughs> it was like that, that was so structured and you'd go and basically CBT Perez would be like your, your kind of one job, wouldn't it? And then I think over the years, I think everything about prayer has changed over five yeah. years M- it's, massively,
0: uh, rapidly. I I I left the afternoons in September 2014, and shortly after oh, yeah. that, because I, I thought that what what the belief was maybe was that um, Katie was then going to shift to the PM, right. and Karim That's who right. just joined yeah. was going to be on the mornings and weekends with Warwick and Katie was going to work with Phil. Yeah, but that that sort of was the thing for about a month. And then it became mix and match and chop uh-huh. and change and moving things around. And, oh, Ben's going to come in and do a spot for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Shannon's going to pop in and then later we'll put Shannon with Chris on the Shout out Saturday. And it became a a bit of a mishmash. I think it sort of went from, from the CBBC office to, like, kind of T4 sort Which of I format.
1: they had to do. Because yeah, it needed to
0: change in some it way. It needed to change
1: because yeah. YouTube was just absolutely smashing it left, right and centre. And it yeah. asked- and, it, and it, it did need to change, and the change, like you said, was good for me, because it was a little bit more flexible, it didn't mean there was I was so rigid, so that was kind of good. But it was, it was just, it was so strange, like I'd watched this thing for ages, because my other yeah. half worked at CBC with you, and used to write stuff for you guys, and I'd watched it and gone, oh, this is what it is, and then as soon as I started, it was like, Forget everything you know. While we're changing it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? But, Things are
0: moving, kids. Yeah. It's HQ now. I mean, it's yeah. it's the same room. It's just purple. It's HQ now. Deal with it.
1: I did like the redecoration. Actually, it was weird. <laughs> I watched some old footage of like times previous. And it looked really dark. Like it was really like oh, purple yeah. and. It's weird. Yeah, it was really bright. It was really
0: cool. It was like a temporary holder. Do you remember? There was a while where the office was still the office, but mm-hmm. it was now it was per really dark purple, and the corridor was still kind of there. Yeah, and it was a yeah. bit like this is. I mean, I know white and green might be a bit plain, but this is a bit. I mean, could we give it some color? Like yeah, just something it
1: all the new logo and stuff. It was really nice actually. It <laughs> kind of it made it all sort of really. It was kind of like grown up but fun still, which I quite like.
0: Exactly. I mean, that's the. That's that's kind of where you want to hit with presentation, really. We've we've talked before, but on here about the fact that if kids want to know what's coming up next, they can press the I button on their remote control. Uh-huh. You guys are there effectively as DJs in vision. You are yeah, there yeah. to keep everyone around between the tracks, or in this yeah, case, programs. Yeah. Keep the conversation going. You know, maybe have the occasional sketch, parody, things like that. Just sort of hold the, you know, hold the attention because yeah. the internet is the, like you said, primary. Uh, comp- competitor to <laughs> to uh, entertainment for all ages. So to be like, no, stick us on at this time. Stick with us.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: We're going to entertain you. We're going to make you laugh. And uh, you know, aside from presentation, I want to get back to presentation because we have a few mm. questions about it. But I mean, you've 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 splattered your face Ooh. across iPlayer, as it were. Like you have been in. I think you've been in more shows collectively where you've been a focal point or a lead. <laughs> um Than any presenter in recent generations on the channel.
1: I think it's because I'm cheap, Chris. I think that's on here. You know, like cheap, no, it's because brilliant. you. It's because you're
0: good. The budget okay. of the shows is a completely separate factor. <laughs> um you talk oh i mean i maybe one day i'll tell people how much i was paid to do the voiceover whoops i missed the boss. but i don't think it'll be today um know. we'll, save
1: that. We'll save, we'll that. save
0: that we'll save that for the last episode when i'm just like i'm setting fire to the mic bye everybody <laughs> but um but like you you know I, ed, ed petrie's probably the the previous one who's been attached to the most sort of yeah, spin-off yeah. shows who's been a a, a broom cupboard alumni who's gone on to make programs and you kind of started before being a presenter and carrying on because, correct me if I'm wrong. Your first program for the channel was Whoops, is the Bus.
1: I did Whoops, is the Bus, which was for anybody who doesn't know, it was a sort of <laughs> vlogging show, but reviewing sort of CBBC shows a little bit like a Harry Hill type thing. Yeah. It was a really good idea. Um, it was. And- it was. It
0: was a solid. Like kind of, we need to. We well, we need to compete with the internet. Well, maybe don't or. Do a TV version of a vlog, of of a review that will have more resources.
1: It was was good. Um, It was a bit of a nightmare because I was essentially just like this one-man band. So I was like writing it, filming it, editing it. Just like did the whole sort of thing like myself, which I think at the time, although I look back and I go, well, that was a bit of a ball. At the time, it was really good because basically it meant that I had full ownership of it. So I could just put it out there and be like, This is my style. This is what I find funny. Mm. I can make you laugh with like a little gag or something like that. And if I hadn't done it myself, if they'd given me a script and just said, just read this, I don't think I would have done everything else I've done on CBC. It was really Mm. like handy for me to just sort of like prove myself as like a girl who can make you laugh a bit.
0: Hmm. Um, you, you stamped um, your personality in that show yeah. and everyone at CBC knew it because they would see you in the office. They knew you yeah, were making yeah. it. Like doing it.
1: There's no one else that can take credit for it, basically, which was
0: wonderful. And, of course, you completely puppeteered Miles. He was your creation.
1: I, I made it. Yeah, he's not a real boy. He's like, play that lad. <laughs> he's just... Uh,
0: Except his fringe grows when he lies.
1: He was much funnier than I was, though. He's brilliant, Miles. He's kind of like just... He was this little enigma... That he just sort of was, he was kind of just really quiet, but then he just like made these really cool, like, arty films, and mm, then cool. he would just make these really witty observations about stuff, like just really obscure things that you never even think of. Just, and then now he just dis, sort of disappeared into the ether. He's out there somewhere, because I've seen his him tweet occasionally here and there, but he <laughs> was a good lad. Like, he's so a lot.
0: nomad, he's in the mountains yeah. somewhere, filming a magnum opus that will just one day appear, probably on your like doorstep in a parcel, yeah. in a parcel, and he'll it, never explain it. There'll be no instructions. So they're like, no, "Don't blow it or anything." Just, just. For be you. Like,
1: there he is. There's Miles, the puppet Mal- boy.
0: We found him. <laughs> the lock of his hair, <laughs> um, his very long hair. Um, so, like, whoops was, you know, I mean, talk about self shooting. Like, it was like ninety percent of that entire production for a stretch was just you. In, in yeah. controlling that whole thing um and then you know it starts to develop a little bit more but then the call for dungineers comes through
1: yeah so that was mad that was like i was doing this blogging thing didn't think much of it i was just happy that i was sort of like allowed to be really creative for like a bit that was really nice mm-hmm. and then i can't remember if it was, it was either jen or annette who are two of the bosses at see they got in touch and they said oh we'd like you to do a, do an audition for a new CBC show. We think you'd be really good for it. So I was obviously like, oh my God, this is great. This is exciting. I went along and like, basically every CBC presenter, female was there at the same time. We kind of passed mm. each other in the corridors. We'd all been invited to audition for this job. And um, and I remember Lindsay Russell was, I bumped into her into the toilet and she said, the co-presenter's there, who's going to do it? And I was like, all right. And she was like, Joe, you know it is? I was like, no. And she was like, it's Mark Wright. And I was like, Mark Wright off of TOWIE? <laughs> she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. And I knew it was like a a design show. It was like a den kind of show, but I didn't know much about it. So I walked into this room and the audition was basically, there was a tent on the floor, Mark Wright <laughs> off, of, off of TOWIE and a camera. And they said basically like, build a tent with Mark Wright. I just, I stopped and I thought, this is it, isn't it? This is what children's TV is like. This is how <laughs> mad it gets. <laughs> I'm building a tent with a lad that used to go to what's that? A place called the Sugar Hut <laughs> in Essex. Like, what is this? But yeah, that, like I don't know. I must have been really good with the tent pegs because I got the I got the job.
0: <laughs> that kind of says it because they they didn't they didn't ask anybody in that they didn't know that they, they didn't ask anyone in that they didn't think could do it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it was more a case of well. We just sort of have to see who's got chemistry with Mark. Yeah, um, yeah. Make him build a tent, I suppose. Yeah, like that's a den so. of was, some kind. And it
1: is that, isn't it? It's about chemistry with somebody else. It's like if you can build a tent and make it look marginally entertaining with somebody, yeah. you're probably onto a good thing. And and it was, it was like, I mean, if you'd asked me if I would have got on with Mark Wright, having watched him on the <laughs> only way is Essex years and years previous, I'd probably gone. I don't. I think we're different people, me and Mark Wright. But he was just the nicest guy, just just such a lovely boy, and it was just like a real pleasure to work with him for a couple of years.
0: And that's the thing as well; the, the show was not sort of a fleeting thing of let's oh go on let's see, maybe this will work. Let's see. Yeah. It ran for quite a while, and as far as I'm aware, like it's not done, is it? Like, done, I know, no. I know you've you, you've you've set sail from that ship, but it's yeah. It's... So I
1: did four series. Yeah, picked up the Bafta, didn't we, for best entertainment? Down on our bows. <laughs> um and then and then capsule came along so again it was the same situation i was like i can't juggle both of these things
0: like um, the, this cannot, be achieved. This is cannot I, be achieved i have to kill my darlings yeah Sorry. exactly Good day. This, is,
1: that, this has been the really sad thing just to go on a slight tangent it's so sad to like say goodbye to things like cvc prayers and engineers and stuff because they're such fun today but you just can't there's not enough hours in a day but it is yeah, a weird anyway, for yeah, it's yeah. still going. I think I understand like I think the pandemic has obviously got in the way of filming and stuff, but mm. I heard that they were doing some garden episodes this
0: time. We're going to be building y'all a bunker.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Who wants a nuclear bunker? Get your request in
0: jessica wants a covid lab den to try and help find the vaccine okay well
1: you're on you're in the young world. minds imagination
0: yeah. here's one for you obviously that like, we both have friends who still work within like you know the shows and presentation and things like that yeah, so yeah. You, you you kind of learn through osmosis about what's happening and and, and hear about this and like, the other do you find yourself that emotionally invested in prez that you still sort of check back every now and again even if, if not live just like look at the Clips on, on their feeds and stuff oh, and go. Yeah. What what's going on? Oh, that would have been fun. Or yeah, yeah. oh no, I would have been sh at that and things like that. It's
1: hard not to kind of look at like <laughs> your like your successes and see like, oh, what are they doing today? <laughs> and like we know Reese, and it's so lovely. And when I see like a clip, often it's actually not about sort of what's gone out on air necessarily. So it's not hmm. the actual proper stuff that's been put on socials. I'll just see something like the other week I saw <laughs> Karim was having a go at Reese because Reese only has a one egg omelette. And I just thought, oh my God, I miss stuff like that. Just stupid, (laughs) just stupid stuff like that. It was just like, you'd go on all afternoon about an egg. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just that kind of environment that would breed these, like, really silly conversations. And I just look at that and I go, oh, I miss it. Especially because, like, the way I departed was just such a damp squib. So the week. My contract was coming up basically the week we went into lockdown. So I was trying my damnedest to go up and have... My last kind of day, have a bit of a party, have like a big goodbye, you know, go out for a Nando's. Do you know what I mean? Like, do the whole rigmarole. Pre and
0: post, obviously.
1: Exactly. Yeah, of course. Double it.
0: It's cross the Um, road. Saves time.
1: Yeah, that's it. And I was so hoping to do that as a big sort of soiree. And then the pandemic bloody happened. Yeah. So I was texting the bosses saying, so I just don't think I'm going to be able to come up. And they're like, I don't think we're going to be able to have you up. You might get stuck here. The trains might get cancelled. It was all this kind of massive plava. And so I never got to say this kind of like big goodbye. And I was texting the bosses afterwards and they were like, look, like it's not goodbye. You can still come in and do some shifts when this is all over. Thinking it would be a three month thing. Yeah, We'd get to summer. They'd need some summer holiday cover. i would be back in. And then that never happened. And now it just feels like a bit bizarre to go back. It just feels like I've not been there for such a long time. I'm kind of happy to go. Do you know what? It might not have been the leaving that you necessarily wanted, but it's, it's, I think going back would be a bit, a bit strange now. I feel like it's very much changed as well since we've, we've been away.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the Leslie Jones SNL thing. She just sort of one day went, um, stuff's been moving around and I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not going to be in next season. It um, sounds really sinister, um, not, but it's not. I've not been not. dropped, but I just, I, yeah. it's not going to work. So, it's not
1: going to work. I know, I know. Had fun.
0: Maybe I'll pop in. Bye. This
1: is it. I am really <laughs> sad though. Like, I feel like everybody else got a big, um, Got like a big party. Do you know what I mean? A leaving video. Yeah, I know what you mean. Some... The sort
0: of the, the montage to say, yeah! Ta. Well but I
1: never I, got my montage.
0: Maybe, I mean, maybe we get to the point where things are clear enough that they're like, right, okay, Lauren, we need you to come in, like, on that day, and it's some kind of, you know, surprise pincer movement. Oh they've got you in and at the same time they've snuck your leaving into that oh, afternoon. It'd and be lush. It'd that'd be nice. That'd be nice. That'd like be nice. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> failing that katie will cut one together because she's very good at katie finding clips and montage. cutting them together
1: oh she
0: loves it doesn't she <laughs> she bloody does <laughs> shout out saturday and me and shadow were just sort of like i guess we're going going now <laughs> um <laughs> and, a then, montage, and then you're out <laughs> yeah. and then katie like sent us one that afterwards on youtube was like here's some clips we were oh. like, have you cut
1: that yourself she put a like, lovely song underneath you. it wouldn't she like the <laughs> carpenters <laughs> or something
0: <laughs> probably some at warwick pick let's be honest yeah. uh, so, uh Dengeneers, you got to work with Mark and you got to work with Joe and yeah. and develop different relationships on screen, but you, you work on a show like that over time and, you know, you're all hunkered in at the same time. You all, you know, it, it, it's like when you're acting in a play or whatever, like you, you're all together in the bunker of that job. Relationships and chemistry develops naturally. Yeah, yeah. You know, pe- people may disagree and butt heads, but like you still find a chemistry as part yeah. of the work. Um when it comes to some other shows, you're being pitted with other people and partner with other people randomly that you don't really get any prep for. A notorious one of those is all over the place. Yeah. Which, I mean, originally, it's, you're going to be with Ed. Sure, fine. <laughs> but then... The last few series have sort of been really all over the shop in terms of how Literally they do the partnerships. all over the place. Sometimes because the budget's smaller and they have to go, right, well, we're going to have one team film over here and one team film over here and do this. One year, like the year we got to work together, which was yeah. technically, aside from guesting in links, the first time we actually worked on something on camera together. It was
1: crazy, wasn't it?
0: That's nuts that it took, what, three, four <laughs> three, years.
1: yeah, before it, we actually got to do something together.
0: It was strange. But in the case of that, it was, we cannot make this work to have Ed in it Uh, Chris you take that block Uh, Lauren you're with Chris now that's right because Ed Uh, was having
1: to do marrying mum and dad at the same time wasn't he or something like that wasn't
0: it it was was Asia series 2 of all over the place and they had to start filming earlier in the year for budgetary reasons and like weather reasons
1: yes Um, I remember that
0: Because when we filmed in India the year prior, we nearly burned to death.
1: That's right. Yes, of course. Yeah, that makes much more sense. I didn't really get it at the time, like, what was going on. I just remember going, like, Chris is going to be there. And I was like, great, this is going to be fun. Who cares? I'm going to India. I don't care who I'm going with. I don't care who's there. I'm going to India. This is (laughs) men.
0: That, and I've got to bring it up, because if I don't, like, it's just, you know, it's a wasted opportunity. That is one of the happiest jobs I've ever done, specifically that, like... You know, the first week and a half working with lovely Johnny Pitts and the, the team was great, and and I loved it a bit. But, but that, that second hard. week, That
1: first week for you was really hard, wasn't it? In India, it was a difficult, mm. it was a difficult oh, run, wasn't
0: it? Weather, the the jobs we had to do, um... the fact everyone was
1: pooing themselves because they got food poisoning.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was <laughs> there was some there was some illness. I mean, the year before they'd had it even worse. Oh. That second time it was like we're prepared, and the people were like still a bit unwell. Oh. Um, but then that second half, the stuff the stuff we got to do was nuts it was just some of the most joyous content i've ever had the like pleasure of working on
1: we literally talked about it recently and we were like especially now that everything's been locked down you can't even go anywhere or do anything the idea of running around (laughs) india like eating curry with your hands in the middle of the street just seems so like alien like oh what what i would be do to do that right now
0: Like we landed there um, sort of just before and then during the celebration of Holly Mahala. And it was, I mean, we got to film like full on. I I just, the moment I hear the words Happy Holly in any context now, I'm filled with such joy. Sort of, uh, for those who may not have seen the episode, but with the people who listen to this, I'm pretty sure they've seen it. But just in case, what was that day specifically like filming?
1: So like, I remember we got up and they were like you're off to do holy festival and i was like i'd seen stuff about it i knew it was gonna be great but i was not prepared for mm. like what a day we were about to have so we <laughs> kind of like got ourselves together like we met we had a breakfast and we got ready we kind of we were changed didn't we into like white t-shirts and things
0: uh yeah oh no that was, oh, no, that was later in the day that was yeah.
1: Later. yeah 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 so we were in the kind of like our we were kind of on teams weren't we so we were like <laughs> red team blue team we we're kind of in our respective outfits and we were like we know we're going around a certain bit of uh, Delhi. Delhi or Mumbai, was it?
0: Uh, uh, we weren't quite in Mumbai Delhi. yet, I don't think. I think it was, it was Delhi. Delhi, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: because um, yeah, we went... moved to
0: Mumbai for the end of the week. and That's like And we did like four right. days there, different things. And
1: yeah. we were in Delhi and we were like, first of all, wait, we've not really seen that much of Delhi to start <laughs> yeah. with, had we? So this <laughs> no. was like the first time we were out and about in, in amongst it with this amazing guide who was going to take us around We started early in the morning because we needed to get there ahead of sort of the the, the midday sun and what have you. And we were given, like, these little bags of, like, colourful powder. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, you're supposed to, like, go up to people, wish them happy holy. You can put some on their head or on their clothes or whatever it is. And it's a way of sort of just a, a massive celebration. It's a really nice celebration. So we started doing that sort of slowly, slowly. We were kind of tentative in the morning, weren't we, like
0: being kind yeah, of polite um, with
1: it. And then, like after a few hours, it just descended into absolute chaos. <laughs> and like, people were just like lobbing, like powder each other in the streets. We were down these tiny little back alleys. Everybody in the whole city was getting involved. It was just so <laughs> lovely. Everyone was so happy, weren't they?
0: I've got, I've got a picture here from uh, the start of that filming day. Cause we, we parked the van up sort of, it was a quiet neighborhood area, yeah. like the really kind of tall buildings, like four or five stories where it really crammed little spaces between them. And, it was relatively early, about eight o'clock in yeah. the morning uh, that we were rolling. And um, like you said, we were sort of, how's this going to work? But some, someone had just randomly come over and, you know, happy Holly and, and put something on your forehead or like just pat you on the arm and get a big handprint on your arm yeah, with, yeah. with powdered paint. It was like, okay this, okay, this is kind of funky. This is kind of fun. Yeah. And then by that first half hour where we were mostly just, I think we were shooting an intro where I was described, you were describing what the celebration is. Right uh and i was doing an interpretive dance to like explain it <laughs> yeah. um and and we weren't really meant to be interacting with anyone but in india like uh you know uh, uh, naturally oh, just culturally this. people are very sort of the, the the way of being friendly uh especially in like the cities and towns and and and, and areas we filmed in was to be curious about what people are doing like oh, it's like, lovely
1: like people yeah, the, would just come and like ask what you were doing or come and watch for a bit it was it was really nice wasn't it Whereas so in this... England, in England, people just get in the back of shot and go, "Whoa!" And stick two fingers up, don't they? But it's not like that in India. Everyone's
0: nice. Or, or head down to phone, powering past the camera, yeah. trying not to be in shot but making yeah. himself more obvious. Yeah. But yeah, but but within that first like half hour, forty five minutes, before we were even meant to canonically in the film have anything on us, yeah. we were caked. So yeah, like within right. the first forty five minutes, we were looking like that, <laughs> I
1: remember.
0: Um, yeah. like just. Yeah, I remember. And and that's the minimum amount of stuff we got on us that day. That like was just it. on the face. Um I, I I mean, by the end of it, you were looking like this. You were you were a completely different shade, you were all sorts of colour. you You'd look like looked a Crayola like... factory had exploded <laughs> nearby. <laughs>
1: yeah. I look like it should be like Charlie the Chocolate Factory. I look like an Uncle <laughs> in that picture. <laughs> it's
0: just, it's the big hat and the the fact that you're singing a morality tale. Um in <laughs> fact this is this is one of my favourite photos of any any job I've ever done, it's from the end of the big, the main event itself.
1: Oh yeah,
0: because uh, the last thing we filmed was the intro, where we were going like, I can't believe what just happened. Like, That's oh, don't right. don't explain it. And just before that, we we looked like this. Oh uh, my for those god,
1: oh, I've seen that photo. You send that to me.
0: I will absolutely send that to you, patrons and uh, folk. I'll put that on the Instagram so you can see what I'm talking about. The just oh my word. And like, do you remember,
1: at the end of the day, <laughs> it had just been so surprisingly wonderful even better like everyone went back to the hotel like a little bit emotional it was almost like you'd spent eight hours in the presence of happiness and joy all day long and everyone got back and was just like i feel a little bit emotional that was such a nice day it was just it was just really like overwhelming because if you think about your normal day especially 2020 your day is always bogged down in something a little bit rubbish. Do you know what I mean, like there's a bill to pay. You've had an annoying phone call. Your boss has said something at work. School's been annoying. Whatever it is. Do you know what I mean, like there's always some kind of negativity seeped in. But that, that day was like there, there was nothing I could say about that day that was laborious or unhappy. It was just joyful. The whole day was so good.
0: Well, does that answer Widge's question, which is, what's your favourite memory from all over the place? I think
1: that was it. Honest to God, I think that was it. Like, no offence, Ed, because I know Ed will be listening going, <laughs> oh, I'm I wasn't but there. But,
0: but we, it, did, we yeah. did a rap dressed as classical musicians. Quiet, Ed. Not as, not as quiet. <laughs> Shh, It's not happy, Holly. No,
1: quiet. It, no, it was, I, I think, if, if I think back to that production, that is the, the, the event that comes to mind, because it was... It was just brilliant. And it stayed with me for such a long time. That whole trip has stayed with me for such a long time because on top of doing that, we did... Laughter yoga. yoga. Yes. We went and sat We went and sat in somebody's house and she was making all these tiny little... What were they again? Was it Ganesh? Uh, Ganesh, yeah. She was making all these little... Uh, she was like the biggest... She had the biggest collection of Ganesh statues. The, the world off, off record the for
0: making it... She'd made something like 900 plus in the space of a day, something yeah. like that. It was like... You are incredible, and she was a and machine. D- have you have you got yours somewhere? I I've, yeah, I've fo- I found, I found it the mine day. a little while ago. Yeah,
1: I've got it I in a felt- little box under my bed. Actually,
0: I felt so like that was one of those rare moments where I kind of was a because you you lose all sense of concern and uh, and and pride even and shame when you're working on a lot of kids' TV stuff because yeah. you're just like I'm dressed like this, I'm diving into it. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to do the best I can do. But that day, like being a guest in someone's house. Whilst dressed as Severus Snape. That's
1: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. Like, it, like, we were sat on the floor. They brought us, like, so much curry. Like, <gasps> so yes. much food.
0: Oh, I've and, never eaten more dal in my life. Oh,
1: my God. It was amazing. We were sat there. I was dressed as Harry Potter. You were dressed as Severus Snape. In <laughs> India, it was boiling hot. We were surrounded by curry, sat on the floor. We, they bless them, in India, they continue to feed you and to say no is kind of a little bit disrespectful so you just keep eating which is i mean it's a wonderful thing but we were like we've got days filming to do ahead of this we're gonna be absolutely ko'd and it was just it was just bizarre you look around you're just like what is this this is ridiculous what are we doing
0: (laughs) this is how this is how we're earning our money today like what a weird and wonderful way to make a living this day we went to bollywood we went to we yeah we went to um, SJ Studios in Mumbai and invaded copious sets <laughs> and, and, and I mean there was like a medical drama that was was off for a couple of weeks so we just like flung around with a gurney yeah. uh, in the corridors of this medical set hoping that we didn't break anything and get in trouble
1: I mean what um, I mean a ridiculous oh. opportunity how many how many millions <laughs> of people in India may never have the chance to go to Bollywood. We were so lucky to go along and see, you know, what is that? Is the biggest movie industry in the world? Like, it's Uh, crazy.
0: Yeah, Uh, Tollywood is Tamil. Uh, I can't remember remember all of them now. That was Um, was tough to do. I can't remember
1: them either. Do you remember that? We had that little (laughs) verse and it's the quickest song verse and it was basically about all the different regions and their own versions of Hollywood and Bollywood it was and you you had to sing. we had to sing it so quickly and remember it took us must have taken us 30 takes to get it right
0: it was one of those where we were like can we like can we just sort of if we do it in singles yeah. can you maybe figure it out later it's like well we kind of need to get at least one pass with both like, of you singing oh, it do we have to okay though? good luck <laughs> take number 17 a crowd has now started forming of crew members for a film that's shooting around the corner as uh, these two, like, randos from the UK just going, um... <laughs>
1: oh, my God. And my memory uh, is, we'll like, it right. a <laughs> It's bad. My memory is is bad. There's no two ways about it. I can't remember anything.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. Like, you, you you, will absolutely have a better short term than most, especially when it comes to prez. Like, because you were sort of in that crossover, weren't you, where it was full scripts and then yeah. it was note versions. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What's that? I've got to ask about that because this is this is completely new to me. I'd never had that, and it's weird to even think of. um What was that transition like? Going from so you've got a three minute link of live TV, yeah, and you have four to five pages, and you know there's room to improvise, but you have to hit these certain beats, and and it's usually done like like seventy percent of what's on the page makes it out of your mouth, yeah, yeah, right, into the link, and then suddenly, no, now it's a page and a half, and it's just bullet points. And maybe a specific line leading into a VT or something. Yeah, yeah. Go. What was that transition like? Mm,
1: I kind of struggled with it, to be honest, because in my mind, I think having a full script sort of means that it's all really been thought about. It's got like a really like clear idea. Mm. Um, you know, you know that like a like a there's going to be a gag that's written, so you know that like the gag has been thought. And, you know, I just felt like there was that kind of... It made me feel like I was doing proper telly, basically, when Mm. when you had a full script. On the flip side, it was a nightmare for me because, as I said, my head's like a sieve, like nothing stays in. So when Mm. I first started, I used to panic. I was like... I used to forget stuff all the time. The gallery, the producer in the gallery used to be amazing. He used to literally, like, give me, like, in my ear, just tell me, like, now you've got to say this, now you've got to say this, and just remind me of what it was because I couldn't retain anything. So it was a bit of that and a bit of that, do you know what I mean? So when mm. when we lost all the scripty kind of stuff, I felt like, oh, that's a bit of a shame. And it's a shame for the people writing the scripts as well, because I think that script writing opportunity then disappeared in life. Yeah, because a lot, lot of shame. the researchers
0: who work at CBC Presentation, a lot of them like are from a, either a comedy background or are aspiring comedy writers. Yeah, and, and, and I think it was a shame um, to
1: lose that for their sake. It was hmm. kind of nice you know there's not many places where you get to write scripts mother half is a comedy writer um and that's where he started writing scripts properly for the first time and that's I mean, kind of it's kind of been lost a bit
0: about about 50 percent of the words i've ever said on camera were put in my mouth by luke so yeah, exactly. you know, he, yeah, yeah. He, he was like here you go say this now here's a song but, uh, do this so thing you
1: had the opportunity to ad lib around it and no, no you wouldn't be precious about that so it was still great yeah um so when we went to bullet points i was like well on the flip side it's good because you don't have to remember so much stuff that's kind of nice but i did feel like it maybe made things a little bit more uh maybe a little bit more repetitive you kind of it was kind of a similar script
0: you're kind of relying on your own um saved tropes and and lines to sort of kick in i guess yeah yeah that's
1: uh, it and your muscle memory kind of kicks in you sort of just do you know, what you, especially if you've got like a day where you're a bit tired or you've got a lot going on or something. You could see there's just mornings where it's just like, OK, we'll do this. Do you know what I mean? And then there was other days. Say days a thing. You got a Please. And you just <laughs> yeah. went crazy and just did what you want. And then that got you into no end of trouble after that. But I found actually we were talking about sort of. There's a lot of clips out there of me absolutely losing my mind, losing my mind with laughter And they all came because we had a script. So we were given a script. Yeah. Someone did something wrong in that script that we found funny or it went awry or went wrong. The script went wrong. And that's where the funnies kind of came from. When you can do your own thing, it's not as funny because it's come from you. Do you know what I mean? You're not breaking any rules. But when you broke the rules of the script and did something out of the ordinary or hacker did something out of the ordinary or took you by surprise... That's when you lose your head, and that's when it's the funniest.
0: It's funny you mention that because Chris Wood says, "Zinge." When I need a good laugh, I watch outtakes of you and Phil on YouTube. What's your favourite memory of cracking up on air? And Jeff the Mongoose adds uh, my question: How hard is it not to be put off by our wonderful Phil Fletcher messing about? Your bloopers with him are always hilarious. Oh my god! Um, I mean, some of the some of the bloopers of you guys in early HQ are like some of the most notorious outtakes from the modern CBBC.
1: I don't know. I don't know how... How I think there was something good in the idea that when Phil, a.k.a. Okay, Hacker, laughs, it is one of the most glorious noises known to man on this earth because Phil... Phil will make everyone else laugh, but when Phil makes himself laugh, like it's it's just a wonderful thing.
0: <laughs> usually, usually starts with like a yes, uh, and you can just yeah, yeah. You've, you've heard it, and you're like, yeah. oh, no, he's, he's, gone. Gone. he's gone, and he's gone. I can't look at him, I can't yeah. look at Phil. Yeah, I have to keep looking at Hacker on the camera. Exactly,
1: that's exactly it. <laughs> and you know he's gone, and once he's gone, there's no, there's everyone, everybody's gone in that entire studio. There's just something about it. It's very, it was very, very hard. We, have, we had so many funny moments. I'll give you a perfect example. There's a clip where we're watching something. I don't even know what the show was. It was a CVC show, and we finished you, seeing the you clip. Don't, you don't
0: have to plug them anymore. It's fine. Yeah, you exactly. don't have to remember. Know,
1: they're dead to me now. And <laughs> You come off the clip, and it's me and Phil, and for some reason, we were supposed to say something like... Oh, bless them. That's a bit sad or something. And instead, Phil goes on a complete tangent and says, they're just men. And I say, what? And he goes, they're just innocent men. And because it was not what was written on the script, I snort. I lose my head. I am gone. The snort is like so loud. It's, 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 it's really audible. Phil's laughing his head off in the corner and we're just silent for the next minute we're silent with laughter we we cannot compose ourselves it's it's just it's just wonderful it's so great
0: and i'm just i, I, I saw that clip and just, <laughs> it made my day because I just I, I was like I know exactly what you're both going through in that moment like at that, double edged, that double edge that double layer of like I this is hilarious but also I know how that feels oh and I know full well that like somewhere in that room that extra meta level of humour like Marco or Kaz or someone is in the corner of the room trying not to make an audible yeah. sound and give away there's more people in there because HQ's sort of like it's own little bubble you don't want you the crew well. laughing well, that's really
1: funny. You got sometimes <laughs> the people in the galleries, the producer, and the director, and the vision mixer—they'll laugh with you. <laughs> Other times, it's like you're not supposed to laugh. Yeah. So there'll be a producer who's then telling you off in your ear, saying, "Come on, guys, <laughs> get it together, guys!" And you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> when you're getting told off when you find something funny it makes it even more funny
0: oh yeah oh it's 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 the it's if you've ever been the naughty school kid who's like told the joke made everybody laugh and the teacher yeah. tells you often it's just it's the same It's like I, I can't like you're making it even funnier it's by so being good. strict you're telling a talking dog to stop, to messing, stop around. messing
1: around around are like well that is on <laughs> um, you can't change that this is just what we are now. This is where we're at.
0: This is the direction we're going. We're just innocent men. This I'm is just so the direction glad. we're going in now. I'm so
1: glad we... I, 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 made, I was really militant after <laughs> we did something that made me laugh on air. And I would go back and I'd save the clip. And I'm so glad I saved it because I got to make that little blooper section that's on YouTube, which is racked yeah. up like thousands of views now. <laughs> and it's just, I think no matter what happens in life, that'll always, I'll always have that and think what a brilliant time it was
0: um uh oper- oh hang on their names changed it was different earlier on oh, uh goodness. operation ferrari go quick <laughs> sure. asks was there ever a moment on cbbc where you thought oh no we've gone too far
1: oh i don't know i don't think so there wasn't i don't ever think i don't ever remember coming off it actually that's a lie <laughs> There was a few times with karim that we just because me and Karim often got quite naughty it's like we would bring out the worst in each other and you sort of subliminally
0: like, egging each other on yeah
1: like yeah we'd do stuff like break things in the studio <laughs> you know like we, there was one time where we pretty much broke one of the tvs in there and I was like oh no we are going to get in trouble for this now you do wonder at what stage You're going to get a phone call. I do think we got a couple of phone calls from a couple of bosses saying, Hmm. bit less giddy, guys. Calm down a little bit because you just go off on one. Often when you're tired, that was the thing. When you're tired, it's like this weird sort of adrenaline kicks in. It just makes you be exceedingly naughty. And that happened a few times. But you know what? I wasn't fired, so it's all good
0: just turn around and be like i've been up since 3 a.m
1: that was always my excuse i'm sorry
0: i've been on a a virgin train today
1: (laughs) i'm so sorry i'm just tired just use that as the excuse always
0: do you uh (laughs) this is just a question i'm interested in because i've managed to i've trained my body to do this now uh can you sleep on a virgin express
1: oh yeah bolt up right now
0: Mm, i'm very good
1: at it now yeah yeah yeah. and there's no worries (laughs) that i used to be able to like used to be like queen i could only sleep on like seven mattresses with earplugs and an eye mask and pure silence i can sleep wherever now i'm i'm just, you just your body just goes for it
0: i i i, I used to with the first two years with prez living in london i had to commute to manchester like every other yeah. weekend and and i was just i got to that point where i would get up get to that train settle in make sure it was definitely my seat and then i'd be like right
1: this is me gone now.
0: for two hours i don't care if i snore i don't oh, care if no I, I drool I,
1: I know i was yeah i want to i want to wake up
0: i want to wake up just as we're hit. usually just as we're hitting stockport i wake yeah. up and i'm like right got 10 minutes to put a like a chewing gum in and taste less like yeah. crap <laughs> and uh and sort my hair out a little great okay beanie whatever sure let's we're go on. Yeah, yeah, um, we're good. get, we're good get to a go. cab or a tram and I'm i'm ready yeah <laughs> It's weird how you sort of develop those little routines. You're saying that about you floundered sometimes uh, at first when it, you, the scripts went to bullet points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Performers, like it, happened, it happens a lot in theatre and it definitely happened to all of us in press in some way. Um, there's a moment which I call a tell where the other presenter or the puppeteer or, or vice versa, like you, you, you notice that they're stalling for a moment because they've yeah. either lost their place or they're trying to regain that thought and no one in the gallery's gone, oh, uh, it's this. Yeah. Um, do you, do you know what your tell is like? Is, is it a, is it a physical quirk or is it oh. a vocal thing? Phil's is hacker goes yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it, it, that's just him trying to find the line on yeah, the script yeah. again. Um, uh, 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 and I think War- Warwick's was um, Dodge would just laugh a little too long,
1: <laughs> yeah. just laugh for a little
0: too long, and be like, "You're trying to find hey, your ha ha place ha 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 in the script again." oh
1: You don't know what you're saying next, do you?
0: You've lost your line. Uh, Do you know what yours was, Um, if if, if at all?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Physically, it was probably a look of sheer panic behind the eyes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I think I would disguise it very well until the very last minute when it was just like, you do not know what you're saying, and it would just be blind. But I think usually I would just kind of slow everything down and start to look really nervous. That was in the early days. Yeah. In the later days, when I was just like, you you get used to live TV and it stops phasing you after a while. Hmm. So in the later days, I wouldn't even try and disguise it. I would go, blah, blah, and that's coming up. Ugh, what am I saying next? <laughs> what am I doing next? What am I doing? And then somebody <laughs> in the local vicinity whether it be your co-presenter or in gallery, they'd say, you're talking about Blue Peter. And you go, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 Blue Peter. Because I think, make a thing of it. Do you know what I mean? I have forgotten my lines. We are live. Sometimes yeah. it happens, especially with the amount of live TV we did. You can't be oh, flawless yeah. all the time. If you go and do Glastonbury and you mess it up, and you're live and you mess it up, then I think you're in trouble because you know it's a one-off and you should know your stuff. If you're hmm. doing live telly five days a week or whatever it is... And you forget now and then, I think it's okay. Do you know what I mean? And I think audiences actually really appreciate when you're just a human and go, I forgot what I'm saying here.
0: Yeah, just just own up to it, and be like, Hey, honest. whatever. Exactly. Um, do they, um do they sort of allow that kind of uh I guess uh, fourth wall breaking as it were, like acknowledging that the machine of like, this is live, give yeah, me a moment. Yeah, yeah. Do they do they allow that kind of thing at Capital? Are they quite free with that? Or is it a little more Cause I guess it's you, you're sort of taking some of the same presenter traits. Yeah. But it's a different sandbox you're playing in. Yeah. And 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 of course, like, you know, global, they know what they're doing in terms of radio. Like they they're very across a lot of, of stations. Yeah, yeah. So um like do you still do you still chuck in the occasional sort of... Because I know I've, I've, I've listened to some stuff with you and I know, like, you can be fun, you can be freewheeling. Yeah, yeah. But do you, do you feel like you could go off the rails and on a tangent there? Or is it a bit more, come on, Lauren, stop, stop being giddy now, says <laughs> someone from high up.
1: Global and Capital are a very polished kind of way of broadcasting. Um, and I think during the daytime when you're kind of broadcasting, they want it to be slick. I do 4am till 6am and I think that allows a bit more of a chatty kind of vibe, it's people getting up in the morning, you don't have to be, in my personal opinion, everything has to be slick, 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 because it's just a different time of day and, and people yeah. honestly, they quite enjoy like a, a nice relaxed chat in the morning, so I mm. think some, a lot of the time I still reference when things go wrong, what happened soon happened this morning, what was it now? I can't remember what it was. It was, very, or was it on Friday? Something happened. Something fired off. Anyway, like, I think it was I played a song and it was supposed to be nice and quiet. La, 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 and I'd talk over the intro and then we'd go into the song and off we'd go. And for some reason, it went number 14 for the <laughs> chart show that's on. And that was out. Of, and, you know, like, acknowledge it. And I was like, oh don't know where that came from and you just carry on do you know because i think to not acknowledge it is a bit cringy isn't it like yeah. something's just happened you've just ignored it it's a bit like what is she not gonna talk about that do you know like and radio is a bit more revealing like that so i think it's always good to acknowledge when things go wrong
0: yeah a bit, a bit more a little more freewheely it's funny you say that because i just suddenly remembered that uh luke and i did a cover shift at Salford city radio once together yeah. on a saturday show and we started playing a queen track and a minute in it just stopped Fantastic. For some reason, just stopped like a myriad or whatever the system was, it just completely stopped. We were like, volume up. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, bit weird. Uh we'll start that again. Pretend you didn't hear the last yeah, minute. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, we'll just rewind time a little bit. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. You kinda have to, don't you? You can't just sort of go, um, hit a thing and,
1: Yeah. And, I think it's boring yeah. if you if it's too perfect, isn't it?
0: What was what was your very first presenting work? Like very first.
1: Cause I didn't really actively pursue it, but I guess I was roped into a mates university project. Mm-hmm. They were media studies students and they had to, this is a TV presenting, they had to make a TV show. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the one show. And because I was doing drama at the time, they asked the drama department, will any, of your present, will any of your students come and pretend to be the presenter for the day? So I went and did that. And afterwards, everyone went, you're quite good at that. You should, you should think about that. And I was like, what do you mean you should think about it? Nobody just thinks about being a presenter. That's not what happens. Do you know what I mean? Like, people like me, where I'm from, who I know, we don't just become TV presenters. But everyone's like, oh, you
0: should give, you should give it a go.
1: But I, had no idea at that point. I actually would give it a go one day. I just sort of had a little taste of that's what you do, do you know.
0: What did you back then in 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 past Lauren? Um, was it was this was this college or uni? This was uni. Oh, this was in Lincoln. In Lincoln, Lincoln, of course. Um, uh, what what did Lincoln Lauren want to do?
1: She didn't know. She just wanted a boyfriend and to get drunk all the time. Um, she had no career aspirations <laughs> the first couple of years until i didn't know and i went and did drama right didn't even really want to do drama i just did it because i didn't know what i wanted to do and i was all right at doing drama and i thought it'd be really nice to go and do like something creative and a bit fun at university i didn't want to like undo your science or anything like that so i did drama but i had no aspirations of becoming a drama teacher or an actor or anything like that i just went and did it and it wasn't until third year when the end of uni was looming and I drank <laughs> enough to destroy a liver that <laughs> I thought, you, know what, you should probably think about what you want to do next. And I'd always regretted doing drama and I'd always uh, envied my mates who'd done journalism. And I thought I did get midway through the course and thought, should I change to journalism? But it was kind of hmm. too late. I thought, no, just carry on. And I thought, all right, maybe I'll go and do journalism in some other form somewhere else. So it was only then that I started, like, tapping on the door of student radio and just went and did, like, a little bit of student radio to see what that was kind of like. And then started mm. thinking about broadcasting. And then after then, I went and did um, a course in journalism afterwards. So I thought probably at that point that I was going to maybe be a news reporter or something like that.
0: Well, you kind of you kind of fell into both professions, really. I mean... Um... Especially with family entertainment family presenting the stuff that you work on at CBBC and and worked on at CBBC, it's sort of in between. It's about being informative. It's about being responsible. Yeah, but you also have to take a pie to the face. You need to perform yeah. in a song. You, you have to drop the pretences of like, oh, I'll look a bit daft there, and just go yeah. for it. Well, even um, when like I
1: sent my. Show really and I use that inverted quoted what's that word inverted quotes inverted
0: commas I say scare quotes whatever
1: it is scare quotes because they look like little claws little square yeah we love that Um, even when I sent that in it was like a load of journalism kind of filming stuff like Mm -hmm. things I'd have to film for journalism and I was like this isn't children's TV though just don't don't get excited this is me talking about like a new exhibition that's on in Leeds do you know like it wasn't children's telly but luckily, I mean, people at CBC could see that are oh, you you would have the capacity to do that
0: yeah they can still they can still see like what's there they could there's a, there's an element of your performance where you're like oh right okay yes this works I yeah, mean yeah, when yeah. I was when I was approached um it was off the back of, of uh, a producer uh, Ruth Mills seeing yeah. my uh fake vlogs on YouTube back in like 2009 um where I was playing like a overly um, sort of overly stereotyped version of what was then like the popular British vlogger, yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and they would occasionally drop hints that they'd committed some form of dark act, <laughs> like and was just trying to appear normal <laughs> um, in, in these vlogs. And and like when she said, "Like we we like that. We think your style could fit. We'd like to bring you down for a, for an audition." Um, and I was like, I mean, even with the swearing and the, yeah, the yeah. and the murder stuff, she was like, well, obviously don't bring that. Yeah. And it's like, okay. So I, I guess, where did you put that reel initially? Was that uh, when you were already with the BBC and you were shopping it around or was that prior?
1: No, so when I was doing the journalism course, mm-hmm. I did a year-long journalism course. Part of that was to submit, you know, a TV package, for example. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to go and do it. So I did a TV package on this guy that was hoping to compete to be the best coffee maker in the world. So naturally, from making that, yeah. I had a piece of camera of me going, I'm in Leeds to speak to this guy, la, 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 And it was just a little bit of me in action. So I'd kind mm. of save that and put it into a showreel. Because I thought I was going to need it one day if I wanted to be a reporter, maybe. I was. I might need that kind of stuff. So I was lucky enough that I had these little bits, do you know what I mean?
0: Vignettes.
1: But, yeah, little little. Tidbits,
0: Susan's.
1: Yeah, but they were they were not for children's telly whatsoever. Like there was one bit, where it was just like, and I'm here at the funeral of a sex worker, and it was like, this is not children's telly. This is just me reporting on a very sad event. Like it was. Yeah very strange i don't know how i ended up here is what i'm trying to say
0: mind you that would be a very dark episode of whoops on us the boys
1: absolutely yeah
0: so this week uh, i watched this report that was about <laughs> the funeral of a sex worker Bizarre. Um, it Honestly. was in leeds but don't worry they made some great coffee Honestly. um
1: strange really strange. but that was <laughs> journalism you just did all these like mad things like you could do really serious news reports about like a fire and then the next minute you'd be like oh there's a fashion show for dogs so like if, that that was kind of good. I'm really glad I did that because I think without that I probably wouldn't have ended up where I, I've kind of ended up.
0: Do you think there's an alternate universe where um, Lauren Layfield, the actor, is no, uh, is no, no.
1: not in a million. Do, do, I knew, do, I was do you think I
0: am rubbish? No, right. I'm, I'm really? saying this is someone who's acted in sketches with you. You are not rubbish.
1: I am rubbish. Like I just, I'm just. <laughs> My mouth does a funny thing if I try and act. My eyes don't know where to look. I am not a natural actor. I just, I just I wouldn't have liked it either. I don't think it's like a lifestyle. It's a hard lifestyle to be an actor, so I wouldn't have enjoyed it.
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't know because I'm not getting <laughs> yeah, enough acting jobs exactly. to qualify as an actor.
1: Well, nobody is at the minute, are So
0: <laughs> it's, it's well, it's a it's a weird weird time performance-wise out there, and I think it's important for those who want to to present, to write, to uh, direct, to to produce and, and everything, you know, to, to, to DJ, to create music, to be reminded of, of the fact that it's always hard right yeah. now. It's extra hard, but it, it's always going to be hard. If you could, if you could sum up to someone who'd want to say, um, have a show on Capitol or, or heart or something like that. Or someone who would love to be in CBC presentation, do the broom cupboard, like take that off their bucket list. What what yeah. would you say? What would you say to them in this these times of trouble? Not to put that much pressure on you, but what would you say to be like, hey kid, is, is you what you need to, to remember. Do you know
1: what I mean? I'd love to say something really like inspiring. But the truth of the matter is, I just it's not if you're not gonna work hard at it, it's not gonna happen. That's just facts. Like I have worked really hard, like for 10 years now basically and it and it kind of never stops because jobs come to an end and you're like well what's next you have to rework hard again so genuinely if you think there's a few people that sail through and they just have luck on their side they're usually people with rich parents (laughs) who can just sort of pay for their rent and stuff and they don't have to worry about money do you know what I mean but generally the rest the rest of us you have to work really hard so I'd say, like, if you do want a career in it, I mean, there's so many YouTubers that will just end up YouTubing and make a bazillion quid, and it looks like it's happened really easily. But even though, they've, they've probably worked really hard as well. It's a
0: grind. Like it's, it's, it's a
1: grind. It's a
0: grind, son. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
1: and you can grind, and then it, it you might, you know, in t- two years' time, I might not have a job. Do you know what I mean? I just don't know. Like, you don't know. You can hope that you will, but you just don't know. So... I would say just like if you want to do it, like make yourself a plan, make yourself like a five year plan. It sounds really like corny, but make yourself a plan about what you want to achieve and break it down into steps about how you want to achieve it and set yourself the smaller goals of how you're going to get there. So if you want to work in radio, for example, if you want a radio show, your first step needs to be, well, how do I sound on audio. I've had people message me in the past, right? Going, yeah. Lauren, I'd love to do a radio show. Can I have some advice? I go, Yeah, okay then. So like what kind of radio show do you want to do and, and what have you done so far? And they go, Well I haven't done anything. And you will go, Well, good luck then, if you've not <laughs> even made a demo and you don't even know what you sound like on air, like you've got to, it's not just like I'll knock on the door at Capitol and they'll give me a show. Do you know what I mean? You need to like do those little bits first. <laughs> do a demo then do another demo then send a demo to a friend to see if they think you're rubbish or not then do another demo and then when you feel like it's good maybe like knock on the door of like a local radio station do you know what i mean it's gonna take yeah. time but you're just gonna have to do it bit by bit by bit and then Grind, you son you never know you never know if you work harder i genuinely believe like you will get there but you do have to work really hard i think
0: and if you don't put it out there you will never know
1: yeah 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 exactly uh-
0: I think it's also important to 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 take him take uh, take to heart as well that like um, if it doesn't click if it doesn't work the way you plan if it doesn't happen as soon as you imagined that's okay it's not you you yeah, are not yeah, the yeah. reason for that if you put in the work and well, you put in the diet the time and dedication like just give it a little more time you never know well, you my, never know
1: um, First experience of CBBC, I wasn't working in CBC I did an audition ages ago years ago and i didn't get it and i was devastated because i was like i'm clearly not destined to do this even though it would have been life-changing i'm not i'm not going to be a cv center that's just it it was for prayers back in the day hmm. and at the time i think that's when they hired katie so i think katie got the job
0: yes yeah, so it would have been late 2012 then 2012, those discussions happening yeah and then
1: shannon got the job and I still yeah. didn't get the job, and I was like, "What's wrong with me? I must be bad at this." And then it was like 2014 before I got the job, and in my head for a while, I was like, "Well, I'm obviously, I'm obviously substandard. I'm, I'm just not good as good enough." And then I went on to do like, blooming everything. Like, I got all of the jobs. I was so lucky. <laughs> I did engineers. I did playlists. I did all over the place. I'm doing dog ate my homework this year. And just because it doesn't happen for you at a certain time doesn't mean it's a reflection of you. It might just be that there's a quality in another person that they need right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you might not be suited to that particular production, for example. They might say, do you know what? We don't want her or him for that, but we've got this coming up in a year's time that she'd be really mm-hmm. good for. You just don't know. So it's also really important just not to take any, any of this personally because it's all just a bit of fun at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, it's its its own theme park ride. You're just occasionally getting to ride it. And yeah, then totally, yeah. Get off and, and, if you and do wait for it, your turn brilliant.
1: again. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's pretty swell. I've got a couple more press related questions before I want to move on to a couple of other ting. Oh, yeah. Um, Adit asks, and this is quite, uh, an I guess, a question open for interpretation. What was your motive for presenting on CBC?
1: What, what was my motive i like yeah. to look deep within myself
0: and into the, the scene go into. back to those drama days go back to walking down steep hill trying to memorize lines oh
1: right. yeah i mean yeah. motive in terms of wanting to be a presenter or in terms of day-to-day do you
0: think i guess wanting maybe uh like the the sort of the desire to try because like you said journalism was was then your objective yeah, but yeah. kind of the like what, what at what point I guess when did at what point did you go? Actually, the presenting part in general is what I'm enjoying. Well, more? I
1: think that's exactly it. It was for for a lack of any other skills. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to say it was because I had like this deep like wish and desire to do it, blah, blah, blah. but actually, what I think what just happened is over the years, people said you're good at talking and you're good at <laughs> delivering information, and I, I was I was working as a newsreader before when I was working in journalism, and that was always the thing that I was good at. People were like, oh, you sound good on the radio. And I didn't have any other skills. I didn't know how to, I didn't have any math skills up my sleeve or anything like that. I couldn't (laughs) have become an accountant or anything. So really, it wasn't really a motive. It was for a lack of having anything else (laughs) that I was good at. It just happened to be the one thing that people said I was good at, so I thought, well, if people, if enough people tell you you're good at something, you may as well start looking into it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just, a, it was kind of, it was, it was casual for a bit, and then I thought, right, what do I do here? Like, people yeah. say you're good at it. What do I do? Well, you're just gonna have to touch base with companies and say, people say I'm good at this. I don't know. Do you think I'm good at it? And then I was lucky because basically somebody went, yeah, we think you're good at it too. Come and come and do it for us. For
0: living. Have you taken that uh, careers test on the Gov website that's yes, doing the rounds I did. at the moment?
1: I did. What did it come out as? It <laughs> came out as something like, just something really boring, like be a business leader. I was like, what? <laughs> Be, well, how does someone just be a business leader? You don't just be a business leader.
0: Well, you'd be good at talking. Cool. Can you just drop me into business leader then? Just is there a, like, is business leader an opening anywhere?
1: I struggle with my eight times table. I can't run a business. Like, what do you mean?
0: Have a guess what I got?
1: Oh, I bet you got something like. Let me think. Okay, so I think you are you are personable. Um, you have got a, an intense attention to detail. I think you are destined to be a florist
0: <laughs> no my hay fever uh got in the way there um no i got i got team leader what does that mean which again is like
1: what is that what team? yeah just
0: show me a job where there's a team leader <laughs> position waiting for a newcomer yeah. to just be dropped into and the second one was i have a, I have, I have a guess but it's, it's actor oh and actor,
1: so it's like, of course great yeah. i'm I
0: i'm an actor and i shall retrain as, as an actor! <laughs>
1: as an actor, fantastic. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks for What on approach. earth? Team leader as well. Like, what... You can be a team leader in, say, like, Tesco... <laughs> Or you could be a team leader at a funeral parlour, like very different jobs. Like,
0: <laughs> right, guys, busy day ahead of us. Uh, Jill, you're on embalming. Fantastic, uh, Richard. Could you do us a favour? I noticed that there's sort of still a little bit of bloodshot in uh, in, <laughs> no. in, in, in 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 Graham's eyes over there. Yeah. Just sort of like, we, we just get a shot. Yeah, you know, tipex, tipex, tip be X fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got this, guys. Okay, oh, let's dress up corpses. Like, it's just, it's, it's so not really. Weird. Doesn't work. Um, Rebecca says, Hi Lauren, are there any CBBC programs that you would have liked to have appeared on or present but didn't get the chance to? Oh,
1: I thought I wanted to do Blue Peter for a while. Really? I remember when Barney was chipping off. I <laughs> Skip- did Skipping,
0: skipping away, skipping Merrily. Away.
1: I did sling an email <laughs> over going, if you're looking for another one, I'm, I'm up for it. But I was too embroiled, I think, in Dengineers at the time, but it was... You can't do Dengeneer than Blue Peter. It's crazy. Blue Peter. Oh, yeah.
0: Blue Peter's a, like, what? Like, 42 weeks a year. Yeah. Just constant thing. And even then, in those, in those, you know, other 10 weeks, you're probably filming a VT for it. Yeah, or, exactly. Or training for something.
1: Yeah. So I was just um, like, it wouldn't have worked anyway. And, and actually, I've really enjoyed the variety. I think Blue Peter is obviously wonderful. But I think for a presenter, you just kind of have to throw yourself at, a bit of everything Mm. whereas like i go oh do you know what with the things that i've done i get to throw myself at the things i really love like comedy and music do you know like i've been really lucky in design like i love stuff like that and i think if i'd done like kind of a blue piece, i'd have felt a bit like oh i'm just doing a bit of everything now do you know (laughs) i don't think it would have satisfied me
0: do you think you would have grown really tired of running marathons and stuff like really quickly just like i, I mean just...
1: that's that's part of the problem that's part of the problem like <laughs> should we get lauren to present this no why because she's lazy <laughs> she's not running in namibia or amazon somewhere or you know it's not gonna happen She's too guys
0: she's been up since three o'clock yeah. don't make her climb this rock wall
1: it's not gonna happen is it it's not gonna happen
0: <laughs> um chewy says a uh, lovely chewy mort uh, you have to choose a temporary co-host to be brought out of, scare quotes, retirement. Oh. You, can, you can choose anyone, but the catch is they can't be human. Um, they
1: can't be human?
0: Can't be human, so you can choose any animal, alien, pot plant, anthropomorphic brain or blobby that you like. So essentially, any mascot, puppet character... Um, uh animated i mean hell if you want to bring max headroom out of retirement like anything that's not a person that you have to present with who would you who would you be up for the challenge of presenting with do you
1: know what do you know who i loved algernon do you remember algernon
0: algernon from hacker time from
1: hacker time yes the big blob of
0: sentient mold
1: it was just a mold (laughs) it was a puppet mold it was wonderful and and there was like a shiny version i don't know there was one called algernon and there was one called Alger's son i think
0: was that the baby
1: i think it was or it was, was, it was he... some kind of family member
0: did algernon say my son someone's son or anything to that effect <laughs> it was b- just
1: it was just wonderful it was it was a puppet as well it was simple that's what i liked about it your hand went in and the mouth went like that it was it was just great and i remember it was one of the first puppets that I got to hold, because I wasn't working in children's TV at that time. I just felt very maternal towards it. Like, I wanted to, like, sort of put it in my top and pretend I was pregnant with it. It was just very, there was something very round and lovely about it. I'd bring back Algernon.
0: <laughs> I love how everyone else would be like, oh, I love Dead the Dark, or like, oh, Kermit the Frog, he's so lovely. And you're like, nah, get Algernon. me the mould. <laughs> get, get, me, get me the mould with the bulging eyes and all the drool coming out of its That's flank
1: people go like oh you work with puppets in children's TV and they go oh yeah but yeah you work with an aardvark you work with a duck and stuff and the things that people know people don't know this. sometimes you work with a mould like yeah. <laughs>
0: Aside from, aside from Dodge and Hacker, which Prez Puppet was your favourite to do well, like, skits and stuff with? It's
1: funny you say that. I just went back uh, and cleared the loft this weekend.
0: Oh, yes. Up there, so the, the, the eventual full move from Manchester to yes, London. Yes,
1: exactly, yeah. And up there, we found a cardboard cutout, life-size, that we have got of <laughs> Wolf Breadbin, the man, the No main, way. The breadbin.
0: Hey, <laughs> <We, laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, he's sort of horrible because he's got breathing
0: difficulties. He, he does. He was trying to tell us. Was, he was trying, he was to, trying tell to tell us. He was trying to he, tell us
1: what was to come. Yeah. He's like the original COVID.
0: He's an omen. He was a <laughs> he was a bread bin shaped omen. That's bizarre. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm imagining Luke just took that from Hakatai one day and brought it home.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know how it ended up coming home. They, they were raiding the uh, the set for things that were due to go in the bin. And we nicked that because we thought it was funny. It did live in the apartment for a while in in Manchester on full view, and then we got to about twenty seven, and we realised that we just need to this we need to grow up. You can't just have will bread bin, yeah, but they're collectibles or your items in the shelves there.
0: Really, I mean, they come are. On. They're like
1: worth something. This was a piece of cardboard sticking out the side of the sofa. I was like, I'm a oh I'm a grown woman. Do you know what I mean, I shouldn't have a carbo cutout of a puppet with breathing difficulties in my grown up apartment. Like, grow up. <laughs> do you know what you should
0: do? You know, if you hadn't like got rid of it completely, what you should have done is brought it out every Christmas.
1: <gasps> like, oh, that's a great do you know that's a great The idea. Christmas we wolf. we did something similar to that. What went on top of our tree one time?
0: Was it Stephen Greenwood or oh Harry Tonju, I bet. I bet it was a Tonju. It tondue. was like a
1: Tonju, it was like it was something like a a uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what it was. For what was the bus, for some reason, can't remember why, I made a family of toilet rolls, and they were so cute, I couldn't bear to throw them away, so they ended up on the top of the Christmas tree every year. There they go. There you go. <laughs> Gorgeous.
0: That was, ri- that was ridiculous. So, uh, Algernon and Wilfer in your yes. hall of yeah, yeah. hall of I wish I'd presented with I them. I wish I'd
1: presented with them, Yeah. <laughs>
0: i mean talking about the earlier question you ever wonder where things have gone too far i'm still amazed dave Colin olives was on air for as long as he was mentioning his bitter divorce fantastic um oh no he hadn't divorced jillian addy she'd gone with the milkman she'd gone oh, out to get the no. milk because the milkman had stopped visiting and she never came back oh no so,
1: well come to your own conclusions about what happened there
0: you draw your own conclusions
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so merging your passions into the work you do uh uh, you brought it up and I've, I've got to ask about it because it's one of the shows that CBC makes that has had to uh... sorry cookie, do you mind um, come on now
1: thank you aye <laughs> that was rude that was rude
0: if they bark long enough they technically get a uh, a guest spot uh, mention oh, in the description well.
1: thank you <laughs> aye okay. it's okay <laughs> she's very on edge at the minute Chris
0: she's oh. waiting for the plumber <laughs>
1: That's it. I think she knows something's cut. Okay. Quiet so now. So oh, it's adrift. Oh, a dog outside. That's what's going on. Shh. <laughs> Shh. Shh. Good girl. It's all right. Ah. It's okay. It's okay. Shh.
0: The playlist is one of those shows that's had to adapt to the COVID world.
1: Oh, God. Yeah.
0: Because um, <laughs> CBBC like, produces a lot of constant stuff. Presentation had to go to nothing for a few weeks. Yeah. And then some pre-records. And then, like, Zoom presenting yeah. and, and then eventually uh as it is as of this recording a uh, covid safe um a socially distanced uh, recording in studio yeah. again um but shows like sort of max and harvey's uh, max and harvey's fomo blue peter and the playlist yeah yeah had to adapt um what's it like going from studio meeting artists you really like your two jobs like crossover in a way that mean you're sort of like this is my world. I know what I'm talking about. And suddenly it's like, you've got to keep talking about that stuff, but just sit on your bed instead and I talk to a webcam. I
1: <laughs> hate it. I hate every single part of it. In many ways, I hate what we're doing right now, Chris, because I hate Zoom calls. I just don't agree with them. I don't... I just... Oh! Oh! i tell you what annoys me, right, is when you're in person with somebody... There's, you just feel a warmth and an energy from somebody, do you know what I mean? And you yeah. you speak about other things, like how you've been getting on, like, you know, how was your journey here? What are you having for lunch? That kind of just pitter-patter that we all do, which is kind of in, in, inane and, and kind of boring, but also it's just human, normal stuff.
0: It's contact. I, it's con-
1: yeah. Yay. And what I hate about Zoom is it takes away all of that. All of that it just kind of goes. It, everything becomes strictly sort of business, and when you're filming like, with a celebrity, right, often celebrities are a bit too big for their boots. And what I really like is when they come into the studio sort of disarming them. So I'll talk about something ridiculous, something silly, something a bit rude that will just sort of bring them back to a human level. Because, the
0: pretense disappears and they sort of go, yeah. oh, oh, I can relax here. I can have so a laugh. So, for
1: example, if I tell a, a, a big name pop star who's just walked in that I really need a wee... Yeah. Suddenly, it just means that, that the conversation's not like about you know, can you get me a coffee? Yeah, I've got a business meeting about this. I'm going into Sony later to talk about this. Blah blah blah. It turns into like, oh, did you have to tell me that? Oh, go and have your wig. Go on, get chip off. I'll have. and it just there's just an element of disarming people. And as soon as hmm. you do that, you get to see real people. You can't do that on Zoom calls. It's miserable. I also hate setting up the camera from home. I hate being on my own i miss my team on the playlist because genuinely the people who work on that they're like they are my friends like i love that production team to pieces and i just miss it so much we're hoping to get back into the studio in a few weeks time and i am every time on that zoom call i say to my pastor i say oh my god steve get us back in that (laughs) studio because i can't wait
0: even if you can't have the artist in i'm sure there's a way to do it with just you know you doing the pieces to camera in studio, right. so it's at least kind of familiar and
1: yeah i think the contact you know. will still be a thing but there'll be something really nice Ooh. about actually like making a little bit of making a little bit of tv again i can't wait for it
0: acoustic sets might be a little difficult through plexiglass like yeah, the sound exactly. will be a bit affected yeah. somewhat yeah, I know. Uh, another show that's uh sort of been hit by covid uh, to the point where i guess it's been put on hold for the moment is the soft reboot of CBBC staple, The Dog Ate My Homework.
1: It's going ahead, Chris.
0: It's a happening. It's when, when's time. it cracking? Two Bloody hell, they've, cr- they've figured it out.
1: I can't believe it. All this year, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to know if it's going to go ahead, thinking any day now I'm going to get a phone call saying we can't. Last <laughs> week was hairy because Nicholas Sturgeon was going to announce these new kind of rules.
0: And of course, it's shot. For those who don't know, it's shot in Glasgow, BBC yeah. Scotland. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just
1: like, "This is oh. it. It's going to be the end of it." We're all gearing up, and they're just going to say, "No, we can't." But no, it is going ahead. It's going ahead. It's 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 going to be really different hmm. this year. I mean, is,
0: is it? Is it? I guess it's audience, but sort of well, it's sparsely going to be separated. Or? or yeah,
1: limited audience. I think. I think it's going to have to be sort of an audience that's maybe already bubbled up. I think yeah it's like be, get it's a be small. a warm
0: up artist has got to really like earn their paycheck that day and, well, and get them Yeah,
1: I think it's going to be a lot of like, production kind of and uh, yeah there's there's there's, there's going to be have to be a few kind of workarounds even like playing some of the games obviously it's, there, there was some games where you'd come onto that studio floor and you know you'd do something that was close contact i think that's going to change
0: i'll be surprised if they do anything with those dental mouth things that they stretch your mouth doing the dental they mouth are Can you they believe? found a way they found a way
1: i they brought it back because <laughs> they didn't actually do it last year and they said we're going to bring it back for you lauren because we know it was your favorite game that you ever did cuz me and Ian sterling were absolutely losing our minds one time <laughs> uh having put, what's that game called again
0: I can't remember I just remember it being Maybe. the one thing that day where I was like I I never want to watch this episode back oh, I never I never excessive. want to watch myself with that thing in I don't think I even did watch that episode when I did one with it that was I was just gross. like no not where, happening. Where it's
1: coming back. I can't believe it in this covid world they're bringing back a spitty game which is quite something. <laughs> but it's all been signed off it's covid safe so we're all good.
0: What um, did it feel like to sort of uh, I guess inherit because at this point it's like what 7 seasons in yeah. 7 8 seasons. What did it feel like to sort of inherit a show in this case because oh before you you joined stuff or you've been at the creation of a show or, or or been part of it from day one. Yeah, yeah. And in this case it's Lauren this is yours now. I
1: know. Love Obviously, Island
0: boy is going over there. I, <laughs> he's going to do that for a bit. You can steer the ship now. How did was, that feel? It was
1: crazy. Like Genuinely, I've been lucky to be asked to do like a great number of things, of which I've all been really um, excited to do. But this was like... It was just next level because I remember knowing that Ian probably wasn't going to be able to do it because of the timings of, of Love Island and what have you. And he's just... Gone stratospheric, and he's been so busy. And I remember thinking, "Oh, I wonder if they'll just can it." And then I remember hearing, "No, they're going to do it." And I was like, "So they must just be replacing the presenter." And I just thought, "Well, I've not heard anything, so clearly I'm not in the running." But then, then they, they
0: buzzcocksed it, didn't they? Yes, For and a then season. they did
1: this. We'll get uh, four presenters to do it this year. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, just to have the opportunity to just do an episode would be, would be wicked. So I emailed somebody. I said, I'd love to, love to do it. And they said, oh, it's funny you say that. We've already got you on the list. We'd like you to come and do a few episodes. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the first thing ever. So when I did it, I remember being absolutely petrified the morning of thinking, oh, my God, like, I can't do this. This is a comedy panel show. I can't do it. And then I did it, and I remember thinking, this wasn't a disaster, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I emailed the bosses, (laughs) and I said, just wanted to say, like, I'm so thankful that you gave me the opportunity to do it. Like, that will stay with me for the rest of my life, to have presented a comedy show. I just, I loved every second of it. And then it was a few months later that my agents gave me a call and said, can you come in tomorrow? And I went, Yeah. I came in, I was like, well, what's this about? They're going to they're gonna can me off. And they said, oh, just to let you know, the dog at home, I want you to be their permanent presenter to re- replace Ian. And genuinely, when I say I fell on the floor, I fell on the floor, <laughs> sort of weeping. I was just so, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, this is the most unbelievable thing. The year before, thank you, little ducky, for that bark, quiet. <laughs> the year before, I'd done those episodes with two comedians who do the circuit mm. and hacker who is the funniest man I've ever met in my life and I just felt like I was just i just a normal presenter do you know what I mean and I was just like I couldn't believe that they had let me do it I was so utterly aghast and touched that they'd offered me to do it so I'm so pleased but I'm obviously wildly intimidated now because it's such a poison chalice because Ian was so remarkable <laughs> at it and now I feel like I've got to live up to it <laughs>
0: Well, you said earlier on that like, oh, I went this way because I I don't really have talents elsewhere, which means you don't seem to realise how talented you are and what you do. You do incredibly well. I
1: fluke my way through life. This is exactly what's happening. It's all a massive fluke. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you may think that, but like I've said before, there's no such thing as luck. It's all about preparation, talent, hard work, meet in the right moment. That's what it's all oh, about. Sorry, there's a, there's a
1: dog here just chewing my microphone after you said something very nice. I absolutely agree with that. I can't remember. Somebody else put that on Twitter or something the other day, and it was. It is literally preparation. Meets opportunity, isn't it? Like yeah.
0: that's, that's, And you were ready. You were each of these moments have come along and you have been ready for them as that moment has arrived. So do not sell yourself short. Maybe it is about
1: timing as well. Do you know Capital
0: like, we, and you get
1: giddy about stuff, you wanna do stuff straight away, isn't it? And actually think sometimes you just gotta wait for the right time.
0: Yeah, but Capital and C B B C and and the guys who make the playlist and everything, like they are all much better off for having you as part oh, of their on. stuff. Thank and you. I am I am very happy to hear that Dog About Homework is like happening sooner rather than I thought. So I'm I'm very excited to see Until that. Until
1: I bloody get it on the blooming train up there or something, isn't it? And then the whole production <laughs> stops again. Like, God. just wear
0: the dog suit. Just put the dog suit on and Perfect. isolate through that.
1: Perfect.
0: Um, and also, I do I do hope that we get to to see you do like one one last hurrah in HQ. <gasps> if only for the fact that uh, as much as I love you know Reese and Karim and Joe. Too many men, too many, many too men. Too many men, you know. too many, many men. Need some more girls in here, for um, sure.
1: They, I, there was always <laughs> a plan to have a new girl start, and I just don't know where that went or what happened. But they need more girls there.
0: Well, they've got a tough act to follow. Thank oh, you so much, Chris, you for...
1: love, and I miss seeing your face on the regular.
0: I miss seeing your face behind a karaoke oh. mic in a, a, a hovel in Wigan somewhere. Oh
1: my god! I was talking about this at the weekend, saying one of the last nights out I had was when we went to that pub and did karaoke, and you closed the show with a big Disney number, and it was absolutely marvellous.
0: <laughs> well, we shall sing again by Jing.
1: Oh, I can't wait for it!
0: Thank you so much for joining me in imparting your wisdom. Um, Lauren, she's on socials. Go follow her. She's lovely. She's great. She's a good one. She's got a cute dog. The plumber's coming round. We need to wrap <laughs> the up. The
1: plumber is coming round. You'll be here any minute. I'm going to chip <laughs> off. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Lots of love, Chris. Goodbye. for having me on your podcast. Thanks for saying yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and we fade out into I minutes. was going to say I'm doing To the broom cupboard this week featured the wonderful lauren layfield as my guest the show is presented produced and edited by me chris johnson the theme song is look busy by incompetech Kevin MacLeod. details are in the description below for page on the to this. and if you want to support the show head to patreon.com slash to join the discord fund future episodes and travel when we can do it again until next time stay safe see you soon
1: Amuse your friends. Startle your enemies. Listen to the synth-pop magic the of good the good Pound team Shop team Boys. Team uh. Includes your favourites. Fireman, Fireman Sam. Fireman Sam, Fireman Sam, you Sam is the Jamie and the Magic Torch. Dad. Grandes, Grandes, Pound Shop Boys nostalgia. It's the ideal Christmas gift. Only eight pounds plus postage on compact disc. Digital download available too. The Northwest's <laughs> premier synth duo. Great value.
0: Great fun.
1: Great quality.